Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. It's Friday, September 24th. I am your host, Nathaniel E. Baker, filling in for Pim Fox. Our top story today focuses on bond yields, but let's first take a look at the markets. In Asia, Japan is up over 2%. Hang Seng in Hong Kong is down about 1.5%. China off about 8 tenths of 1%. And India up about 3 tenths of 1%. In Europe at midday, we have the FTSE in London down about 2 tenths of 1%. CAC in Paris off about 7 tenths of 1%. And the DAX in Frankfurt about one half of 1% lower. In the U.S., Stocks are down, stock futures are down, Dow Industrials are off about four-tenths of 1%, S&P 500 down about a half of 1%, and NASDAQ futures down about seven-tenths of 1%. Cryptos are selling off on news that China is vowing to crack down on all crypto-related activity. We have Bitcoin down about 6%, it looks like trading around 41,000. Our top story today, yield signs. Treasury yields surged back to levels last seen in the middle of the summer yesterday. This is after investors previously took the Fed statements as a hawkish tilt and bid up yields. Yesterday, things went the other way and sold off. Now, the curve as measured by the gap between the two-year and the 10-year, has flattened and, in fact, narrowed by about four basis points. And yesterday, that was the initial reaction. Yesterday saw some steepening with the gap jumping more than 10 basis points, and it is now around 117 basis points. The jump in the 10-year yield was the biggest one-day move since February, and it pushed above 1.4% since the first time since early July. The high this year was about 1.8%. Here's Zachary Griffiths, Wells Fargo macro strategist, in an interview with Reuters. Quote, Take a step back and just think about how low yields are even relative to where we were in the first quarter of this year. We do have very high inflation, high economic growth forecasts, And it's really been kind of hard to justify where yields have been up to this point. The 30-year Treasury yield surged more than 13 basis points yesterday for its biggest one-day move since March 2020. That was, of course, when the Fed announced QE round one in response to the coronavirus pandemic. Real yields, which are the difference between nominal yields and inflation, were a driver of the move with the 10-year tips now at negative 0.9%. That puts the 10-year break-even inflation expectation at 2.33%, which is the lowest they've been since the highs in May. LPL Financial's Ryan Detrick says the 10-year yield could break out of its range this week, with today's trading crucial to the weekly chart. Quote, it's on the verge of moving higher, he says. 
Delayed reaction. The run-up in yields didn't really start until just before stocks opened on Thursday. This underscores the argument that investors should be wary of Fed Day moves, as the initial move is often wrong. Here's Deutsche Bank's Paul Reed. Quote, a hawkish Fed meeting with the dots increasing and the end of QE potentially accelerated didn't quite have the ability to move markets, but the global dam finally broke yesterday, with Norway being the highest profile developed country to raise rates this cycle. Expected. But more importantly, a Bank of England meeting that saw the market reappraise rate hikes. Nike shares are down this morning, this after the company reported earnings after the close yesterday. Revenue for the quarter was slightly below expectations and missed by about $220 million. But the major concerns were the global supply chain issues and the Vietnam lockdown. The NFL is leaning towards Apple as the new home for the premium Sunday ticket programming package. This is according to a report in The Athletic. And this goes counter to conventional wisdom, which had pointed to Amazon as putting in the strong bid for out-of-market games or even ESPN taking it on. There is still a ways to go in negotiations, but one thing that seems clear is that DirecTV, which was recently divested by AT&T, won't keep the Sunday ticket rights it has held for decades. Buybacks rebounding. Despite remaining cautious with their buyback expenditures, S&P 500 companies' stock buybacks for the second quarter rose 12%, and that's up 124% from a year ago. This is according to S&P Dow Jones indices. Buybacks are 11% below the all-time high set in the fourth quarter of 2018. Finally, the China crypto crackdown. This is escalating. The People's Bank of China is taking aim at transactions and Beijing is making moves to curb mining. This is originally reported by Bloomberg. As we saw, Bitcoin and Ethereum are down precipitously on this news. Looking at today's economic calendar, we have new home sales out at 10 o'clock and also a speech by Fed Chair Jerome Powell at 10 o'clock. Other Fed officials will speak as well. What else is happening? We have Twitter saying they will add Bitcoin payments to its mobile app. Costco reported double-digit sales growth in all segments. Federal agencies are calling for more regulation of Texas's power grid. COVID test maker QHealth, stock symbol HLTH, has priced its IPO at $16 a share. And Hive Blockchain Technologies, stock symbol HIVE, reports full year results. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to rate it and review it. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Behind the Idea, Essay for FAs, Let's Talk ETFs, the Cannabis Investing Podcast, and Marketplace Roundtable on those platforms as well. Have a great day.